Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, December the 15th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, God's goodness, God's mercy, God's life filling you this day. We've got such a good gospel. Um, I mean, yeah, I know I say that a lot, don't I? I, I mean, and... and I don't mean to be hyperbolic in, in saying those things. It really is a good gospel today. We're going to switch from Matthew chapter 21. We're going to jump over to Luke chapter 7 today, okay? Luke 7 verses 18b. So if you're following along, 18b simply means the second sentence. In the 18th verse, it would have had two sentences. So we're going to start halfway through 18b through verse 23, okay? So let's break open God's word and see what God has for us through Luke today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? When the men came to the Lord, they asked, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? At that time, Jesus cured many of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who were blind. And Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So a little background here. Recall that John is in prison. So this is chapter 7. John, in Luke's gospel, we're not even introduced to John until chapter 3 because the first two chapters of Luke's gospel are the infancy narratives, right? When, uh, you know, Jesus is, uh, well, the archangel Gabriel, I mean, Luke chapter 1 is just the most beautiful and maybe one of the longest chapters in all of Scripture. The archangel Gabriel's on the move, going to Zechariah and then to Mary, and Elizabeth and Mary go visit each other and all those wonderful things. Well, 1 and 2 are all those infancy narratives. John shows up in chapter 3 only for the first half, and then he's out because by the middle of chapter 3, he's already arrested by Herod. But I want to go back and I want to read some of verse chapter 3, excuse me, to you to give you an idea of what John, where he was coming from. So they do a little, Luke does a little background on who John was. You know, of course, he's out there in the desert um, and, uh, and he's baptizing people. And everybody's coming to him. And he's given the dickens to the Pharisees and Sadducees or who are coming too. And he's like, hey, you know, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruits as evidence of your repentance, you know, and don't just hide behind the fact that you say, listen, Abraham's our father. I mean, that would be akin to, to uh, a priest, uh, a, a nun, a minister 
whatever it would be, you, you, you name the, the, the person, who, when we showed up for Mass, said, what do you think you're doing here? You know, produce good fruits. Don't just say I was baptized. Don't just say I'm a Catholic. Don't just hide behind a title. Produce good fruits for that, which, I mean, yeah, yeah, John, you're, you're not wrong on, on what you're saying. But then he goes on and says, listen, even now the ax lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. He's using that uh, apocalyptic imagery, right? He's, he's really using um, some, again, uh, just some strong, strong images. So the crowd then asks, Oh, my goodness, what do we do? And he, and he gives them some examples. He's like, hey, if you got two tunics, share one with the person who has none. Whoever has food, share with the one who doesn't have any. Tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said, what do we do? He said, hey, stop collecting more than's prescribed. Soldiers come, ask him the same question. All these things are going on. But here's the key. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. And John says to them, nope, I am baptizing with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I'm not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Do you see the images he's using? Very um, black and white, very either or, very in or out. And if you're in, hey man, you are threshing floor, weed and barn. And if you're out, you're chaff and you're unquenchable fire. Bad news. That's John's image of what he is preparing for. Now, fast forward to today's gospel. John's in prison. In fact, had I kept reading the next sentence, Herod the Tetrarch imprisons John. Well, he baptizes Jesus. But, but the two don't say a word in Luke's gospel. You know, in other gospels, he's like, hey, it should be you baptizing me. Um, and Jesus says, let it be done so for now. Or on another one in John's gospel, he says, he must increase as I must decrease. And, and makes his great proclamation at that point. Behold the Lamb of God. I mean, all those things, John, but that's in John's gospel. In Luke's gospel, they don't speak at all until this point. So John's been in prison now for four chapters, and he's beginning to doubt. He's beginning to doubt his image of who God is, of what the Messiah would look like. He said, because you know this guy, that I was preparing for, this guy that I baptized, this guy that I thought was going to be it, he's not dealing with chaff, and he's not talking about unquenchable fire, and he's not, you know, um, um, he doesn't have a winnowing fan in his hand, you know? Um, all these images that he used, he's not seeing come to pass, and he's doubting his image of God. And so he summons two of his disciples to him in prison and says, go ask this guy. Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? I know I was sent to prepare the way. I know I was. I know that was my mission. 
I thought it was you, but I'm wondering now if it really was, because what you're doing doesn't make sense to me. If you are showing me God, either I need to reject that image or I need to replace my image. It's kind of the same thing we talked about yesterday, isn't it? When we encounter something that doesn't make sense to us of who God is, we can either reject this new input, this new understanding where God is inviting us and saying, nope, that doesn't make sense of who God is. I'm going to sit with, with this we wouldn't say this smaller image. We'd say this more correct image of God because clearly what this is inviting me to is a more watered-down version of God or an incorrect version of God, something that, you know, you you heretics might understand as, as who God is, but not we, the pure, because I'm not going to accept that. Or we can take this new understanding, this new input, this new... This, this, this new data and say, what, what does that mean? What do I need to change in myself about who God is? Brothers and sisters, that's the deal. Isn't that, that's what repentance means, what we talked about yesterday. It doesn't come in one shot only. It comes in little shots every day that say, huh, is that how God is? Do I need to change that part of me? And brothers and sisters, sometimes that can be hard to do because we like to be able to stand on our own image. But my friends, that's when I say, God is always bigger than your image and mine and mine. How do we struggle day in, day out that says, I, I don't know. I don't know. These people are talking about God in a different way. And that doesn't make sense to me. That's not how I was brought up. That's not what sister said to me in, in third grade. Well, maybe that's the only way a sister could tell us in third grade. But I hope we don't believe in the same God that we believed in when we were 10, right? I hope our understanding of God has been nuanced and expanded since then. That's what John's going through right now. John's in prison. He's in darkness, literally. And he's alone and he's wondering, are you the one? Because, boy, it doesn't make sense to me. And I love, love, love Jesus' answer because, of course, he doesn't answer the question at all. But, of course, he does. He doesn't just say, yep, I'm the one. I'm the one. (laughs) That'd be so much easier. No, no. Jesus goes back and uses Isaiah. Okay. Second time, let's go back. I just took you back to John chapter three, or excuse me, Luke chapter three, to talk about who John expected the Messiah to be. But in Luke chapter four, Jesus clearly tells us what his thesis statement is. Remember, we talked about it a while ago. Luke four sixteen to twenty one, where he comes out of the the desert. So this is the first thing he does. He's baptized. He goes into the desert to un- try to understand what is this inviting me to. What is the Spirit calling me to on this mission? Comes back to the the synagogue at, at Nazareth, unrolls the scroll of Isaiah, and he reads this. 
the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want to say this is Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. He's saying, this is what the Messiah is. And then his next line is, rolling up the scroll, he looks at them and says, today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Basically, he's telling the people in Nazareth, before anybody else knows, I'm the Messiah. And this is the vision of the Messiah. Not winnowing fans, not chaff burning, not unquenchable fire. It's recovery of sight. It's liberty to captives. It's the oppressed going free. It's glad tidings to the poor. A year acceptable. Jubilee. Let's go back to the beginning and start over. That's the idea of Messiah. So when Jesus is asked by John, are you the one who is to come? Listen to his answer now, understanding Isaiah 61 and Luke chapter 4. Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Isn't that what he just said? Isn't that what he said in chapter 4? He said, this is my thesis. This is who Messiah is. This is what my mission is. And the rest of Luke is him living that out. And when John asks him, are you the one who is to come? He points not at his, his credentials in the sense of, well, I, I am because, you know, Angel Gabriel came and, 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 and my mom was really special and, and immaculately conceived, you know, and, and, and the virgin birth here and, and things. No, he's like, hey, hey, you want to know if I'm it? The blind are, are seeing. The lame are walking. Lepers are cleansed. That, that's it. That's it. My works proclaim my identity. What's that point for you and me? Two points today. One, it's okay to, to, to question and become vulnerable and wonder in our doubt. Do I have it fully right? Because no, my friends. If John, who is the greatest man ever born of woman, could doubt and have his understanding of who God was and what Messiah looked like wrong. It's okay. It's okay for you and I to have it wrong. But you know what John could do? He could change when new information was presented to him. And may you and I have the strength to do that every day, every day, to expand it just a little bit more, to say, God, is that you? You invite me somewhere new? That's point number one. Point number two is, you don't need to talk your credentials. Boy, these are just the pods from this week. <laughs> the first point is yesterday's. Second point is, is Monday's, right? Our credentials, our identity comes from, from the works we do, right? Is there healing going on in, your, in, in and around you? Because the, the blind are certainly around us, right? So are the lame. I mean, we know that. People that are, are carrying grief, how do we help them walk? How do we help them deal with that? People who are, are, are not able to see, how do, how do we help open their eyes, right? How do, we, how do we help the deaf 
hear the good news? How do we raise those who are dead around us, who are feeling no joy? Huh? When people say, who are you? <laughs> Next time somebody does, say, hey, what's your name? Say, go and tell who's asking. <laughs> the blind regain their sight. The lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. Our identity is found in how we are. And if, if that is how Jesus described his identity, can we, should we be describing it in any different way? And if we're not, if we're not, I don't come with a winnowing fan or chaff or unquenchable fire. I come saying, hey, it's Advent. It's a time to prep. Maybe this is a good time to begin. Or invite the Holy Spirit to say, let's begin that path. Let's walk that journey one step further today. Okay? Let's pray. And so, my friends, we uh, continue through the glorious mysteries. And uh, it is Wednesday, right? Wednesday. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, 
Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Wednesday. Thanks for breaking open God's word with me today. And uh, let's come back tomorrow and do it again, shall we? God's peace.